Welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Dental Chair podcast, where we help you build a successful dental practice. My name is Jimmy Kim, and I'm accompanied by my co-host, Dr. Paul Body. Paul, what's going on, sir? How you sir? doing, Jimmy? Doing well? Bad. I'm doing well. You, you look, you're looking extra fly here today, Paul. Like, I uh, got your hair slicked back. You sound battle. a little congested. What's going on? Oh, I don't know about you, Paul, but like, man, allergies. I don't know if it's allergy season or it's just me, but like... No, I'm just, bad I just this feel year. So, you know, I, I completely understand there. Uh, everybody I know this year, especially the regular allergy sufferers, but people who normally don't suffer for allergies, they're yeah. they're going crazy this year. So I don't know what's changed in the world. Yeah, I don't know. It's like pollen, and like it just so happens that we live near a place where I mean, this this thing is this happens like everywhere, but like just construction, construction, construction. Uh. Everyone's trying to build something of something <laughs> around here. I even with like this I'm, inflation I'm, stuff, even with still building stuff, my God. <laughs> hey, you know, like, uh, I don't know if you heard the saying, the rich get richer, you know, so. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> You're absolutely, we need to get on that side, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. You let you let me know when you get on, on there and uh, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll follow Okay, perfect. Let's try to here. do it together. I, buy, I did buy a lottery ticket, so maybe that'll be Ooh. the secret recipe for both of us. Oh, that's amazing. Actually, you know, Paul, uh, a quick a quick little note. Uh, you brought up a, a funny story, which is uh, we had a huge storm here uh, last week. Where was it last week? About a week, a week and a half ago. Just ran through uh, like uh, like uh, the region and trees were falling down all over the place and uh, i was walking over to my car we, we, we park our car outside and yeah. i saw this caution tape and i saw this ginormous tree oh, no. fall down and i'm like oh no <laughs> that's where i park and i'm like walking over with my son i'm just like oh no please not be my car please not be my car thankfully it wasn't i missed oh. we missed my car by four cars four, oh, car, my four God. cars down and a car two cars uh, and a motorcycle got smashed underneath this ginormous tree I told my dad about it and he's like very first thing is like buy a lot of ticket, buy one, <laughs> go go now. Go they buy a lot. He's like, I know you're coming to visit me right now, but yeah, go yeah, yeah. go Stop buy on it. The way. And, yeah. Stop on the way. Yeah. No, that's uh, I remember that storm. It was pretty crazy. Uh, we were out of town, and um, two of our trees fell over, and thankfully they both away from the house. But my yeah. neighbor calls me, and uh, you know we had taken a flight somewhere, and uh, we're in the hotel room, and he says, hey why don't you, what are you going to do about your trees? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And uh, he says, well, let me send you a few pictures. And he sends me the pictures and the trees have almost knocked over our entire fence. And these are big trees, but the storm was so strong. It had actually like, these are massive trees, trees that are like 15 years old, like big trees. And uh, I don't know, we just got lucky that it didn't hit the house. So I actually went out and bought lottery tickets. So I, I did the same thing as you. I'm well, like, we're, we're both here talking to each other. So I guess that means that we both didn't, didn't hit the lottery. So yeah, exactly. uh, maybe the next storm. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, Paul, you, you, you brought up, uh, you brought, you brought up a, a funny word, the word inflation. And uh, I think, you know, it's a kind of very uh, hot, to- like not hot topic, but a great word for, for our, our discussion here today, because, I want to talk about raising fees at the dental practices um, and how to do it. You know, strategies. What you know? What are the what are the best what are the best tips or what are, what are the best steps to to go about doing something like this? And for someone like yourself owning three practices, I'm I'm sure you must have gone through a few uh, a few fee hikes in your time. And you know, as things get more and more expensive out there, 
uh, you know, if any any listeners out there, if, if things are not getting expensive for you, I want to know where you live. So hit us up. Let 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 us <laughs> know. Like and, gas prices, man. Yeah. Oh my oh, god, off gas the charts. Prices. Don't don't talk to me about gas prices here. So, uh, you know, I, I, maybe this is the time to to raise fees. Maybe this is not the time to raise fees. You know, this, these are these these are some of the things that we're going to be discussing today. So, you know, Paul, right off the bat, you know, it may be a quick look, yes or no. Have you raised fees at your dental practice before? Yeah. Yeah, we we actually do it on an annual basis. Mm. You know, the amount that gets raised is certainly not consistent. Uh, what we do is is um, and and dental associations, I think, across North America will typically come up with a suggested fee guide. So this is their kind of overall assessment of what they think a particular procedure or exam should cost, and they publish that. And then um, insurance companies also look at those suggested fee guides and try to match them. And usually there's an annual increase, just like anything else, like price of inflation. You know, inflation is three, five percent, although right now it's at a 40 year high is what I read recently. (laughs) Um, It's, uh, you know, our costs also go up. And this is just like the perfect storm. I mean, I felt like we were saying that during COVID, too. But man, inflation costs of employees. I mean, so many things are just going up. So at the same time, it's also expensive for patients to come and see you too. I mean, their expendable income is going down. So, you know, and uh, so which procedures they want to have done can also change. So it's kind of a tricky situation. Uh, But I think uh, to answer your question, yes, I've done many, many uh, almost annual fee raises on select few things, but um, we do it every year. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, like someone who, like myself who's not in the industry, I, you know, I'm thinking, especially if I if I had insurance, like I'm thinking, like what, why, like why do I care? Why, why do I care if you if you raise your fee? You know, insurance will take care of it, of course, unless insurance is not covering 100. percent I guess I'd, I'd have to pay a little bit of it, but you know, if that's that's obviously not the case. Like you're 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 feeling that squeeze from patients who who want like lower, you know, who, who want, who want, who want to pay something reasonable or, you know, who don't want to pay at all. Um, and then also from the insurance side where they're also, you know, kind of squeezing dentists. So you, dentists are like in that little mid zone where they're being squeezed on, on both ends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on one side you have the patients and you want to take care of them and, and you understand their situation. I mean, they have to balance so many things, whether it's families, children, their home, their car, gas yeah. prices. And then on the other side, you're right, the insurance companies, you know, they want to optimize their pricing and, and revenues and so forth. So they have their own sort of challenges and things that they're trying to achieve. So, uh, you know, we kind of get caught in the middle of it. So yeah. we always have to be careful because, you know, you raise the fees too much and you could push patients away. Um, you don't raise them enough. And then now all of a sudden you're not covering your costs. So it's kind of a tough situation, but that's why I think, you know, these suggested fee guides certainly help us and, and provide some direction. So we're not just all over the place in terms of our pricing. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that like a dental practice can go out and they can just charge, I guess, whatever it is that they want, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can make the fees, whatever you want. You're not controlled, but you know, where you are controlled as a dentist is that you could charge $300 for a procedure, but the insurance company is only going to pay 150. So, you know, you either decide, okay, look, I'm just not going to get the other $150 or I'm going to have to charge the patient for it. Mm-hmm. And that's where things get tricky. And, uh, you know, we're talking about insurance companies where it gets tough for patients too, is, is even though they may have insurance, their co-pays may start to go up or change. 
and during economic times of downturn, which I we're clearly in right now, um, you know, that could happen. And that means I think overall, the detriment part to this is that you have fewer patients getting oral care and they need this care. You know, they're in pain. Um, if they don't treat it now, things are going to get worse. You know, it's just like that leaky faucet, right? Right. <laughs> or something in your car, the windshield crack that's just started and you're like, I should take care of it. And then a yeah. month later, it's all across the, uh, the windshield. So, you know, uh, dentistry is like that too. I mean, there's so many things that if you just go in now, you prevent future sort of problems. But if you don't have the money for it or if things are too expensive, you're just going to neglect it. I mean, they're struggling with so many other financial things that uh, I think this is the real sort of downturn where people are just not getting the care they need. Right. You know, and kind of talking more about like why you want to want to increase your fees. I mean, you've, you've already mentioned a few. Number one, about staff, right? You you to keep good staff, you need to pay staff something something good, right? And uh, also to provide better patient care. When, I, when I'm talking about providing better patient care, like uh, the technology of dentistry changes all the time. Maybe you need a new piece of equipment. Uh, and I'm going to take a quick wild guess here. I've never looked at a catalog of what what dental equipment what dental equipment uh, costs like, but I'm going to guess they're you know it's expensive. They, they think it'll be a little expensive, right? Oh um, yeah. And of course, uh, you know, there's continuing education credits that you that you need to take that you need to do to keep up with with your licenses and things like that. And uh, you know, tell me, tell me how you feel about this. Like, do you do you feel like because you don't increase the fees, you you don't get the latest tech, or you don't have good staff, it's it's a lost opportunity. You 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 it affects the reputation if you can't offer that that good service to your patient. Yeah, I mean, certainly over years that can that can develop. Hopefully, you know, you've got great equipment and you've been using it for many years. But when that equipment breaks down and you you're trying to decide, should I repair it or should I get a new one? Uh, depending on the economics of the practice, a lot of times you may decide to repair it. Um, fortunately, I, I don't think it affects patient care too much immediately, especially. Um, but it's, it, it's, it is a concern for us. You know, you're talking about the associations. One of the things that I've noticed uh, dentists do over the years is that if the practices start to go through an economic downturn, you know, we're part of lots of different associations, volunteer associations, and the participation of those associations starts to go down. And, um, and that means that, you know, we may do less continuing education, we may just do the bare minimum. Uh, but most of us want to learn all the time, you know, we're lifelong learners. And uh, we may not even go to enough courses. So the impact of this is just all over the place. Um, could that affect patient care because you didn't learn some new procedure? It's possible. Um, but I think, you know, I think the practice, the patients, everything kind of gets affected. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right now with this economic downturn, um, I think things are going to start to change. Uh, I mean, whether in terms of cost of employees, uh, the employees are going through the same struggles as, right. as everybody, as the patients are, or, or as the dentist is. And um, employees are, you know, they've got to put gas in the car, they've got to get there, they've got to, all sorts of expenses at home. Um, if they don't have enough, then they start to struggle as well. So, and, and right now, um, I, I'm seeing a lot of that and uh, all, all the way through. So, 
hopefully things will turn around. Hopefully inflation will get controlled. Um, I know interest rates are continuing to rise, but you know, you want a new piece of equipment and you got to go borrow some money. I mean, that's going to impact you again. So costs are rising like crazy. I think for practitioners, whether it's employees, whether it's um, insurance is cutting back um, patients with expendable income, like things are getting more expensive and uh, it's not, it's not all doom and gloom. We'll get out of this. We've been through this many, many times, but um, I think it's a challenging time right now. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to a dentist who says, okay, well, Paul, like, I know I got to raise fees, uh, but like, I'm worried that patients are going to leave, you know? So is that like ever a worry? Like you, you say you, you increase your fees annually. Um, and you think like, oh, you know, like I might, I might lose 10%, might lose 20%. Like, is that something that, that ever worries you at all? We try not to raise the fees on everything, first of all. So it might be a few select procedures or exams or things like that, x-rays maybe slightly. Um, so it's not across the board, mm. the first and foremost. So um, the second thing is, is that uh, you do have to be price sensitive. I mean, raising your fees a lot when everyone else is struggling is definitely going to impact your business. And I've seen that before. So um, again, I think where the real impact is, is patients who have a certain amount of money allocated towards their life and their home, their children, their food, all that kind of stuff. When that expendable income starts to decrease, they start looking at the dentist as something and an oral care as something that they can kind of do sometimes. And, and sometimes they will say, oh, I can live, I can go six more months without having to treat this condition, whatever yeah. I have. And again, that's, that's the downside to it. So we do raise our fees and we're always price conscious of it, especially, you know, we don't want to impact oral care and patients in a negative way. At the same time, we have to account for all of these other things. So it's a tricky, tricky situation. For sure. So why don't we move on and start talking about the steps to raise to raise your fees? You know, so I know you mentioned that you 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 follow a guideline, and you say that guideline you know follows inflation. So inflation generally like three to five percent, but obviously yeah. typically yeah, now exactly. now a little bit higher. So have you seen in the guidelines or has any guidelines come out to show a little bit of a higher increase than you've seen previously before? They're they're produced on an annual basis for the most part. So, um, you know, these are going to be once a year raises for us. We typically do it in January when times were still okay. So I haven't really seen the new guideline and it won't come out for a little while. Um, but the, uh, typically they match inflation. Like I said, the biggest things that we try to see is, is okay. Let's, let's look at our overall procedures that we're doing. What are the most common procedures and do we need to raise fees in those areas? And um, so it's, it's, it's thought out and we try to balance what the fee guide suggests. And the fee guide is also, I mean, it's not just made arbitrarily. It's like, oh, inflation's this. You know, they're, they do surveys with patients. Um, they look at what insurance companies are reimbursing. So there's a lot of math and calculations that go into it. So there's, um, and again, you really want to try to use those as guidelines to help uh, help guide you. Mm-hmm. What about some other guidelines, uh, such as, you know, if you are, especially if you're in a very populated area and, and there are other dental practices around you, would you ever kind of check out the competition to see like, all right, I wonder what uh, ABC dental practice is charging for, uh, you know, for a, a checkup? 
I mean, it'd be hard to really get into their system to see what they're charging mm. um, unless a patient comes to you and say, hey, somebody's offering this procedure at this price. Right. You know, what do you which happens sometimes um, rarely uh, in my career. But at the same time, um, I think most practices will be somewhere in the fee guide range. Um, how practices really grow, especially new ones, or if there's a lot of competition around is really to try to get patients into the door with free exams or cheaper cleanings or free whitening or all of these other sort of procedures to kind of get them registered into the practice. And then from there, hopefully, you know, the practice is set up has great systems. Like we talked about, you know, all of the patient care stuff is, is amazing. Um, and then, you know, the patient decides that they want to stay and it, then it, it doesn't become about fees. It's really about the care that you're getting. And, um, you know, if some guy charges $5 extra down the road, you don't care because you love your dentist and you're happy with the care. You love the hygienist. You love how the office operates, how they communicate with you. Like, so again, I think they're price conscious to a point, but it's not like they're going to flip through the catalogs of coupons and say, you know, um, the dishwashing solution is five cents cheaper at this store. So I'm going to go there. So right. this is healthcare. So it's, <laughs> it's treated differently, but uh, you know, we always talk about how your practice needs to be uh, amazingly handled to really retain your patients, to tr- take great care of them and uh, make sure that your practice is thriving. Okay. So basically what you're saying is at the end of the day, your fees need to reflect your business, your practice. Yes, 100%. Okay. 100%. What about other factors such as like kind of, you know, not kind of, uh, other factors such as tracking like your expenses. So kind of matching your expenses and realizing, all right, you know what, certain things have gotten expensive. So tell me if these figures are are kind of about right. We got 10% for for lab. fees, yep. Yep. Uh, We got 7%, 10% for dental and office supplies. And I wonder if that fee gets a little bit higher. You know, we had a we had a discussion with uh, with uh, Alain Dumais. Alain, yeah, yeah, and he was saying like, expect supplies to be to expect supplies to be higher as as you know things are getting more and more expensive to to come through. So another reason, perhaps another reason why to increase uh, increase fees. Uh, rent your rent is about five seven percent. Uh, we got employee salaries, which which probably take up like a good a good chunk, like 19, 25% uh, for salaries and benefits, uh, three to five for collections. We got insurance, we got association fees. So yeah, you ever many, like- Many, many fees. Many, many fees, <laughs> fees, fees, fees and fees and fees, which is, you know, perhaps a reason why to increase the fees. So we look at the fees, you you, you ever, you know, I guess what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm asking is like, when it's time to raise the fees, you ever kind of look at those, you know, the fees that you're paying, be like, oh, okay. All right, so I got I got to take these things into a factor when it's time to time to increase. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the fees are fixed costs, right? I mean, you have your rent, your rent and that's not going to change. Um the there's some variable costs like cost of supplies, you know, insurance and those things. And so I think a good practice always looks at what their revenue is and, you know, how does that compare to their expenses? and um, seeing where the margins are and making appropriate decisions depending on what you're trying to do and optimize with your practice. The, um, I I don't think enough dentists do that with their businesses. Um, In my experience, uh, I could be wrong, uh, but I think, you know, you have to evaluate this business critically all the time, whether it's good times or bad times, 
Um, and really, uh, I always say, you know, you have your expenses and if supply costs are going up, yes, you can optimize and do things, purchase less, maybe just in time ordering, um, definitely shop around. Uh, like I said, your rent is going to be your rent, but where practices can really consistently thrive economically is taking great care of patients again. I mean, that is really, you know, how do you drive more patients to the practice, take care of those patients, and those patients go and talk about your practice to other people. And dentists that I know that are very, very successful, this is, they focus more on the revenue side. Um, they optimize their expenses for sure. They're not just arbitrarily spending on anything. But, you know, as employee cost goes up, infection control procedures have now raised our expenses. Um, all kinds of different things have come up to kind of increase our expenses. Well, you're kind of stuck with those. And, um, but you, and not much you can do, but you can affect the revenue side significantly. And so I think that's where the focus needs to be, um, especially I mean, all the time, but especially now during these difficult economic times. For sure. You you mentioned this already, which is not increasing fees all across the board, but kind of picking and choosing the, the different ones. So what what's you kind of mentioned uh, a little bit of the strategy of, you know, seeing which which procedures are are, are being done the most and can can those or should those be uh, should those be increased? Could you talk a little bit more about it? Yeah, I mean, for us, we do an analysis before we raise anything is to say, you know, what procedures are we doing the most? How does this, uh, what is the new suggested fee? Uh, and how much of this fee do we want to um, absorb? Um, and how much do we want to raise our fees? Do we want to match it? Do we want to, I've even sometimes gone above the suggested fee guide because the fee guide would not make it um, equitable for us to, to do that. But generally, you know, I don't see us raising fees on more than, you know, 10% of the procedures that we do, but in a very strategic way. And procedures where, especially high traffic things like exams and x-rays and those things, um, which require a lot of resources for patients to register and so forth. So, I mean, we, we try to take it from a strategic standpoint and see where we've raised fees in the past, you know, maybe we've already raised this fee last year. We don't want to touch this one. Let's go on to a different one. Um, still always being sensitive to how will this impact patients? So it's, it's a process. Okay. So which kind of leads to our very final topic, a final point, which is the plan to increase the fees. So you say you do it once a year and, and you say that sometimes some things go a little bit higher than, than others. Do you say that, is there ever been a time where you've thought, okay, I need to raise fees twice this year, or we're going to have to skip raising fees this year on maybe everything or certain things, and especially now yeah. with everything going up, you know, what, what, what is a suggestion? What what is a suggestion that you can give to the dental practices out there? Like, is this is this the time? Oh, so you know, to answer your question, some dentists raise fees way more than annually, mm. um, you know, and they may raise fees for these types of procedures at the beginning of the year and for a different set of procedures in the middle of the year. So the, the, I'm just telling you what I do. Uh, but, you know, at this time, I think you have to be really, really careful. Um, I, obviously, you want to optimize how your practice runs in terms of you, you want to try to reduce the waste. You want to try to optimize um, 
patients and, and how they flow through your practice, um, how many patients you're able to see, all of those things, those logistical things need to be really, really evaluated. Um, raising fees and trying to necessarily offset all of your costs by raising procedure code fees may not be the solution and, and probably shouldn't be. Um, it should be that you want to optimize and really evaluate your business in terms of how to grow revenue um, while still doing the optimization side of it and looking at your expenses. So, you know, my suggestion is, is um, just be careful. I mean, it's a, it's a very sensitive time for the entire world, really, from an economic standpoint. And uh, uh, patients have to be thought of when we start doing these things um, and so forth. Okay. Well, I think that wraps up our show here today with you know all these all these points. I mean, it's it's a heavy topic. You know, increasing fees. It's it's stressful for the practice. It's stressful for the patients. But you know, at the end, this is you know this is how you know the bit the business kind of turns. And and unfortunately, you know, the part of part of you know we want to give like good, uh, you know good care for our patients but be able to operate our expenses and be able to live ourselves so um any oh, yeah. yeah and buy lottery tickets <laughs> <laughs> you're making me buy one you know i'd never buy any like, that was the first uh, one i, I, I typically years. don't either but uh, you know my kids are really into it they're like hey did you buy it you know the lottery tickets this much come on and i, I don't think they're necessarily thinking of me i think they're thinking of themselves because they always want to get something so <laughs> so that's that's what got me into buying lottery tickets now you you got to claim the ticket so i'm going to be sure to be looking into like the paper <laughs> and if i see your face yes. out there and i you know we record a podcast I'm like oh how's your day going uh, i was like well no, it's fine normal normal just, as just usual another you know. typical day <laughs> I'll, I'll hit you up for it okay Perfect. so to all the listeners out there if you enjoyed today's episode or if you have a question for us you can always hit us up uh you can hit me up on linkedin at jimmy kim uh paul body at uh, on linkedin as well and if you enjoyed the show please give us a rating on spotify or in apple podcasts and of course subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode i think that's it for us here today paul i hope you enjoy the rest of the day and uh win the lottery and uh, don't forget me when when you do it and uh (laughs) you as well right back at you right back at me okay (laughs) we'll listen have a great day always a pleasure and uh looking forward to our next episode all right thanks paul all right the beyond the dental chair podcast is brought to you by swingo Swingo is a cloud-based e-commerce and dental inventory management solution that enables you to efficiently purchase dental supplies, track all inventory, and monitor supply levels. For more information about how you can partner with Swingo, please visit swingo.com. That's S-O-W-I-N-G-O.com.